I Got the Hell Out does contain explicit content that might not be suitable for some listeners, such as children, those that easily get offended, and we do recommend that listeners at work put your earbuds in if you have co-workers around. And if you like the show, please spread the word by telling as many people as you can. We'd also appreciate if you would subscribe, rate, hopefully with five stars, and review the podcast on iTunes. You can find us there as well as on Stitcher and Overcast. You can follow us on Twitter at WasInACult, on Facebook at I Got the Hell Out, and on Instagram at I Got the Hell Out with an underscore after each word. You can contact us through our website at IGotTheHellOut.com. Hi, guys. Hi, this is Laura. And it's Debbie, and it's another episode of I Got the, the Hell Out. And this is episode number 29, Laura. Yep. Almost a 30. I'm 29, it's right before 30. <laughs> Shut up, smart ass. Uh, our Kool-Aid recipe today comes from Allie N, and she dedicated it just to you. Aww. She named it the Bee's Knees, and it's one part gin, one part lemon juice, and honey to taste. And she forgot to put the Kool-Aid in, so she's going to have to get um, with us. We used lemonade Kool-Aid to, 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 to cut worked. the lemon juice. It worked. So, but yeah, I wrote that down completely without realizing there was no Kool-Aid in it. Well, that's why we added it. Exactly. Um, and, yeah. And we have every flavor of Kool-Aid here, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the packets are what, like 10 cents a packet for the like, little unsweetened ones? No, they're like a quarter that. now. Quarter, 10 cents, whatever. They're a quarter. So we have like a whole bowl full of them. Nice. So, yeah. So we added the lemonade one. So, very good. Very Thank good. you. Very good. That's Allie N., Thank and you, Allie. The first thing I have to say is culty corrections and updates, okay? Go for it. They did not and move the, dog's the big barking. They, they they did not move the big gates, okay? What? Yeah. And what like, did they move? Anything? And and you know, I know little man and the culty people and Kenny and everybody's probably laughing because of what I said, you know, about them moving the gates. Ha ha ha. Well, Laura, if that's the only thing that they can laugh about, you know, I, they got oh, some pretty serious who the problems. Hell cares? Let them laugh. But they got some pretty serious problems. Like, you know, the dude with the lamb's blood, that's what you choose to laugh about. Right. So, yeah, I made one mistake because I didn't fact-checked before I said Yeah, and you're owning up to it. Big deal. Who cares? But, yeah, I was contacted by um, somebody who still lives down there, and they were like, what? And they actually got in their car, and they drove. No. Yeah, they did. They drove down the road. Because I says, well, maybe I misunderstood the person, and they didn't move the big gates, but they have a smaller gate there. Okay. And. And she says, I'll be right back. And she came back about 15 minutes later. And she says, no, there's no gate there of any kind. So, yeah, you know. So I will be more diligent in my fact-checking when I do stuff. So How dare you? I know. I messed up. <laughs> I messed up. But, yeah, I, I thought that that would give, you know, them a little laugh. Oh, let them chuckle. Little, little laugh. We're still laughing at his, was it Dingleberries or? Oh, no. Every, Gibbles and Bits. No, every, everybody on Facebook is calling him Old Hangy Balls. <laughs> That's his new nickname, Old Hangy Old Balls. Old Hangy Balls. Old Hangy Balls. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. Oh. oh god, I can't get that visual out of my mind. I, oh, I need no. eye bleach. I can't I can't visualize oh, it. I will need god. eye bleach. Oh god, I just picture him sitting on this toilet with this big extender on uh, it. He's got a squatty potty probably. Oh my god. That way god. his little feet I'm, aren't dangling. I'm just picturing him with his feet dangling on the no, toilet. No, he's got a squatty potty. That way he doesn't oh have god. to dangle. A little step stool. Yeah. A little step stool. Squatty potty. Oh my god. 
I'd like to congratulate Paige S. for our 613th member on Facebook. Magic number 613. Oh my gosh. I, me and you discussed this when we first started doing this. And I go, can you imagine getting up to that number? And how am I going to feel about this person on Facebook? And, you know, I, I kept getting closer and closer. I had to say in my head, I'm going to turn this into a positive thing. There you go. And it made Paige really, really happy. She was on a road trip when she found out. She was like, squee! And Yay! she sent me her address. But it's been a really busy week. And I'm sorry, your stuff will go out Monday. I'm working on that, as always. <laughs> We're always working on something. Hey, you know what? I'm a procrastinator, but if stuff still gets done, then apparently procrastination is really not a problem. Right. If it still gets done, right. you know, it's, it's not like I have to catch an airplane. Now, you can't be a procrastinator no. trying to catch an airplane. No. 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 You try, have... try explaining that at the gate. Yeah, as your airplane's already taken off. Yeah, not going to happen. And a, an ex-member um, thought it would be fun to look up on Urban Dictionary, Kohan, K-O-H-A-N. What was that again? Kohan, that means they're judges. Oh, okay, that's yeah, the, right. The priestly, royally judges or okay, something Okay, so they like looked that. it up on Urban Dictionary, and what did it say? It's a name for someone who is super cool and gets a lot of girls. <laughs> And I, I thought she was joking me, and I like I, I texted her back. I'm like, are you shitting me, or is this what the actual thing says? And she's like, no, that's what it actually says. Oh, my gosh. But she says, you know, Urban Dictionary is like Wikipedia. It's crowdsourced. It's slang words and phrases. Urban Dictionary is great. Well, but I could go in and change it to whatever I want. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, it's just like Wikipedia. Okay, I, and remember, I did not Wikipedia know. you're not supposed to use as a source, and and the cult used them as a source in right, the last they booklet. They did for global warming. I even had somebody tell me that you know, in college, they were specifically told that it, you know if they used Wikipedia as a source, they were losing credit because right. it's just not credible. Right, it's a place to start. It's a place to start. Right. Yes. And I had another ex-member told me that they that, that the cult actually started the Wikipedia page about themselves, and it kind of backfired because now it's got all these um, cited sources for all of the news articles and oh. things that they're mentioned in, and maybe they just can't keep up enough to keep the bad stuff off. I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, no, Mr. Bill. Oh, no. Sucks to be them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Let me um, do the patrons we have. I forgot to do it last week. Oh, okay. So this week we are giving a great big thank you to Catherine, Laura, Eileen, Aaron, Sarah, and our newest one we just got today is Kathy. So thank you guys very, very much for being patrons. And if anybody else would like to help contribute to the show to help with our costs, because everyone that does... It costs, we send you yeah. something. Well, we say, plus, we do. We send you something. So, yeah, it's on Patreon, Patreon, and we would really appreciate it. And if you don't, that's cool, too. All right, then. What do you have now? Everybody who wants to go with you to the Scientology place <laughs> here in Pittsburgh, um, I'll drive, but I'm not going in, guys. I, you know, I'll, I'll make sure y'all get out eventually. I'll be, I'll be waiting there as right. your ride. I'll be, you know, cruising Facebook, answering questions, whatnot. Yeah, and we are supposed to have a Pittsburgh meetup sometime. Yes. Uh, Roll P is also in Pittsburgh with us, and she was the one that suggested that we should have a meetup. 
we had a previous meetup and there's two Pittsburgh podcasts, um, the working stiff. And I think the one we're going to, uh, advertise do a promo, right. For tonight. Um, maybe we could do a, 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 a threesome, you know, <laughs> well, not that way. <laughs> Like a threesome podcast. I'm going to pass on that one. Well, no, like we could have a get together where all three podcasts can get together. Right. right. That would be cool. And that way we would have a bigger audience and we could do a meet and greet with, with the other two Pittsburgh podcasts. And they could show us how to use more than one microphone. Exactly. And maybe record little tiny interviews I could do throughout the week. That'd be cool. That would be, I saw maybe something that plugs into my phone, like a gigabyte thing or I don't know what I'm talking about. I think about. they do have a mic you can plug into your phone. Well, I'm going to be quality. talking to people that are in other states, states away. Oh, yeah. Because remember, me work. retelling stuff just isn't working out at this point. Right. I want right. to be able to do little mini episodes, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes with somebody who has something to say, and we can just right. throw our Ooh. fourth track into here. Yeah, we're going to have to have someone help us with that. Oh, we'll get there if it's meant to be. That's right. That's right. It's, if it's but that meetup would be a good idea. We are going to have one. It's just a matter of when. And I'm leaving that up to you of uh, when you're going to do it and where it's going to be. I would like it to be closer to my house, please. It's going to be close to us. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to be in downtown Pittsburgh. No. It'll be out this. It'll be out this way. Okay. Like out maybe Robinson, something like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll do that. Well, we'll we'll keep people we'll figure something out. We'll keep people updated we on that. We will figure something out. Let's see. Do you have anything else? I have a bunch of stuff. Talked to a real nice guy named Justin, and I almost didn't let him in the Facebook group because the way his three names go, it looked like he was making a play on, like, he's a Justin Beaver believer type dude. And and I and, yeah, and I found that really odd. And um, yeah, he was quoted as saying that little bastard ruined my good name. Um, oh no! So <laughs> I don't know how everybody feels about Justin Bieber, but yeah, Justin, you Isn't don't like he, the like, guy. Over with? I have no idea, but can like, you imagine having a perfectly good name and somebody like suddenly hits twit like that? Hits stardom, and he actually had like girls trying to friend him on oh, on no. because they thought that he was like actually the, Justin, the Justin. I would have had fun with that. Uh, well, one girl sent like a thirteen year old girl or something sent like the phone number or something, and he's like, "No, I've had enough of this," and like, yeah, oh, he started gosh. just rejecting people left and right, and. Sorry, dude, you got a cool name. I let you in. We had a good talk. <laughs> and uh, Brandon, I will make you a priority to be a guest when I figure out how to do that. Feel free to call me. Aren't you in IT, dude? Is it, doesn't IT know how to do that yeah, stuff? Yeah, that's what my brother does. Well, then why isn't your brother helping us? I don't know. Oh, I'm going to be so on him on Tuesday. There you go. Start I'll be I'll be here and there on Tuesday. Yeah. So, Paul, I'm coming for you. You really should he listen, listen to him. He doesn't I listen. I know he doesn't listen. He should. He Then he'd be forewarned. And I'm pretty much sure that's about all I have for the... For the Corrections, corrections, whatever. and stuff like that. So I mean, we got other stuff to get into. Okay, do you want me to um, start with the stuff that we have for this week? What do we have for this week? Well, we're always talking about what the women wear, like the scarves, the napkins, the, the <laughs> you know, everything the women have to They're wear. They're veils, Laura. They I, have a fancy name for them. They're veils. Well, speaking of fancy names, we're going to talk about what the men wear, especially, is it all the men or the elders? It's all the men, right? It's everybody who's, all, all of the male counterparts who are baptized. Okay, and what age do you get baptized? It 
Well, you're supposed to put a keeper on a baby's head as soon as you can make it stay on there. So, like, newborns, it's real easy to stick it on the baby's head and it doesn't move. Okay. But then as the baby gets older, they're swatting at it. and Gotcha. And some babies had very fine hair, so you couldn't put the clips in their hair. And some of them were just a losing battle. Okay. Now, Akipa is similar the, to a yarmulke. Yes. Okay. The, Why they call it different, I'm not sure. Okay. Because it says in the book here that Kipa is worn by all men and as it is a sign of obedience to God. Okay. okay. And it also says the kippah is made of pure linen. Everything, every holy garment is made in pure linen out there. Okay, even the why? Even the thread to, to sew it. Well, it's a oh, sin. Oh, really? It's a sin to mix materials to begin with. And apparently linen is the stuff in the Bible that you're supposed to use to make holy, holy garments. Oh. It probably right. says in that book somewhere. Okay. Are, we, are we back to the children's book? We're back to the children's book. Okay. Yeah. 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 But it doesn't say that in here. It just says they are to be made of linen. Okay. Completely and utterly of linen. And if you wanted to embroider on them, like I have one downstairs that I started to embroider on. Okay. You had to get linen embroidery thread. Wow. Because you can't so mix. So they're not messing around. No, you can't mix. It, it's actually biblical. You're not supposed to mix different, like cotton and wool or polyester. And let's say a polyester back then. But... You're not supposed to you're not supposed to wear clothes of mixed blends. That's really weird. I wonder why. Because God said so, Laura. Mm, Don't okay. question God. Okay, that's just really weird. Don't question God. Okay, so now it says this chapter here is called, and I know I'm going to butcher these words. The talit with a zit zit. Yep, you got it. <laughs> I'm reading a Dr. Seuss. I was going to say it almost sounds like Dr. It Seuss, does doesn't sound, it? Yeah, the talit with a zit zit. Yes. Okay. I always called it zit zit and always wanted to go pop pop. You know what I mean? Oh. Uh, yeah. But anyway. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> it says, okay, first of all, what is a talit? What is a talit? It's a big, long rectangle of linen that has to be sewn a certain way. But is it like a scarf? Is it, it, no, it's, it, like, it's like a big cape. Oh, okay. It's a big cape that the guy puts on. Okay. And then the one, the, the two ends of it that come down his arms is 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 is, is the, the, the strings that they have to hold on to and put their thumbs through. Okay. And wrap them around their fingers a certain way. Is that way. the zit zit? Yeah. Okay. So they're not, are they all one material, are they all one piece or are they two pieces? The actual tally is one piece of linen and it's folded certain ways and then it's sewn. By the way, I used to work in the sweatshop doing this. Oh, we'll get to stories of that. Yeah. But the women were not good enough because they had they took the linen thread then. Okay. And there's so many threads that you have to thread through each of the four holes because there's one hole in each corner of the tally. Okay. Like you make a buttonhole. Gotcha. And then the priest has to take so many of the white strings and so many of the blue strings and then they macrame. I always thought it was so funny, so funny. that the elders macrameed these little knots and things onto the ends of the tally. And there was actually a special way that you were supposed to wrap it around your hands and fingers. Well, it says right here that um, understand how each zit zit on the talit is tied. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dr. Freaking Seuss, I swear to God. The word fringe in Deuteronomy indicates the fringe is twisted. Okay. So that's your macrame you're talking about? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You're the one that was... I, I didn't do that part. The elders macrame the blue and white strings on. Okay. So then it says that there's some kind of pattern 
that the twists are done in? Yes, it's macrame. Okay. The, oh God, this is insane. Like anyone's supposed to understand what the hell this means. The seats are tied using eight threads and five knots. Yes. The twists are made with a cord of blue. Yes. The word seat has the numerical equivalent of 600. Yes. Adding this to the number of the eight threads and five knots will equal the number 613. My lovely, lovely number. What the hell is all that? Well, it's that's supposed to you're because the way the men put the tally on, you slide your thumbs through the whole. I don't even know how to. Well, there's there's a picture here. I think we can post that. Is that right? Is that good enough of a picture? Right, but the way they have that, you're supposed to twist. You are embodying the perfect six hundred creator six hundred and thirteen perfect laws in your hands. And you're being covered ah. and shielded with a tally from the evil around you or something to that effect. Gotcha. Yes. So while you're praying and doing all your stuff, you're holding on to 613. On each hand. On each hand. Yeah. Which really isn't 613. That's like what? I don't 1200 know. 1200 and... I don't even pretend to understand these things anymore. Because, well, listen, you have four of them on there. Because you got two on the top where you hold on and two, two on the bottom. On the bottom, there's kind of flop and drag on the ground. I just think it's hysterical just sitting around doing macrame. And it's the elders that do it because the women ain't good enough. Oh, my God. But you were in the sweatshop, though. Well, the sweatshop was your own house. <laughs> okay. If you owned a sewing machine, you could be part of the sweatshop brigade. Okay. So you owned a sewing machine. Well, actually, I didn't own a sewing machine, and I had a, borrowed a really crappy one from somebody. Okay. And my grandma found out, so um, she sent me a sewing machine. Aw. Yeah, I love you, Grandma. Aw. So what all did you make? I made the kippas. Okay. And I made the headscarves for the women, and I made the talits. Okay. I'm trying to get all this crap straight. Okay. And you would sew them, and they have to be perfect. They have to be perfect. And I should have... What happens if you screw one up? Like, it's like, you know, maybe if like... If you screw it up, the hem is a little bit off. They'll give it back to you to redo. Oh, will they now? But if you screw it up, like, say your sewing machine actually go, accidentally goes ballistic and it chews up the piece of linen that you're working on... Right. You have to pay for that as if it was a finished product. What? Yeah. And, like, the little... The, the keepers came in three sizes, small, medium, and large. Okay. Okay. And I think it was 50, 60, 50, 55, and 60 cents you got paid for making each keeper. 50 cents? Yeah. And you could make one correctly because they were really freaking hard because they're round. Right. And they have to be perfect. And it would take you darn near 45 minutes to an hour to make one of them. So that's how they, they figure in like the tallies. Those you got paid eight to ten dollars for. But those, those took are you, the Superman capes. Yeah, but those took you a good six to eight hours to make. Whoa. Because it was you had to do it by a specific set of measurements, rules, folds, the whole nine yards. 
it had to be specific. That sounds like a royal pain in the ass. It was a royal pain in the ass. And that is actually what got me into my biggest trouble ever there. Oh, do tell. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. I need a sip of beer first. Okay, I take a sip, sip of beer. beer. So you were here, or you're at your sweatshop, which is your house, right? Yes. Okay, you're working away on your tallit? Working away on this tallit, and I'm thinking, this is the stupidest freaking way to do this stupidest way there is a so much easier way to do this okay so i did it the easier way <laughs> of course you did well you have to like you're working with four different edges and linen is very hard to work with to begin with okay um it, it shifts a lot it's it's hard to work with and okay. a tally um is it, they were different sizes but it's a big huge rectangle and you have to use an fold it like an inch in and then you have to iron that inch okay and then you have to fold it so that it equals exactly an inch so you've got the double fold on there then you're supposed to run your sewing machine up both edges of that double fold okay okay and other things on this the way it was supposed to be made and i just thought it was the stupidest directions after i did one or two of them i'm like oh there's an easier way to do this okay so did it turn out it did. It it turned out. And as I soon learned, you watched what you said to who you said it to. Oh, because you told someone like, hey, I got this done in half the time. Um, There was a friend of mine that, yeah, she sewed with me. Well, not with me, but anyway, she, I, I told her about this nifty, you know, yeah, do it in about half the time. And she actually went and turned me in. Oh. And it wouldn't have been, I guess, that much of a big deal, except when you made the holy garments, you were given tags, okay? Like a garment tag. Like a washable hand, hand garment wash tag. only or yes. machine wash? Yeah, the tag actually says, hold on. But you have one there? I have one here, and the reason I have this one is because I actually made this one. Because on the tag it says, The Cult, Official Holy Garment. On Not, well, nice. Yeah, Official Holy Garment. It has a picture of the little building on it. Does I it... thought you were going to say the little man. No, picture of the little building. And on the back it says, Dry, clean, hand wash, or delicate cycle only. Cold water, non-chlorine bleach, line dry only. And then you see there's a little line there? Yep. And it has my three initials and a number after it. Ah. This signifies I made this garment. Ah, I gotcha. And when so, a, if it's messed up, they know who to blame. If it's messed up, they know who to blame. So they went in search of because I do believe that the tallits, um, and the bigger headscarves, they may have kept track of who did them because. Okay. I may have gotten paid eight to ten dollars, but they're selling these tallies for like one hundred and fifty dollars, fifty bucks. Yeah, because linen's expensive, Laura. Oh my gosh, linen was very expensive back in the nineties. Come on. Oh my gosh, I don't know what they're selling them for now. And imagine you have to buy one every time—a gold one, a purple one. Oh my god. Anyway, they got a hold of one of the tallies that I had did my way, but it looked. Right. Yes. Okay. Until you held it up to the light and you could see that the one fold wasn't like, it wasn't sewn in the right way. 
Okay. But you had to hold it up to the sun to but see But I mean, it. if some, some guy was wearing it, there's no way you could tell. He'd probably have been wearing it for four or five months. Okay. So, but somebody, all, this your friend found out and then they looked at it? or No, she turned me in. Okay. I didn't just tell her immediately I found a new way to do it. Okay. Okay. And, you know, she was complaining because that, that was her spending money. That I mean, she got nothing else, but that was her spending money. For making these so holy garments. So she was pissed off that you were getting more. No, she, um, because they took so long to make. Okay. You never, you never knew who was so making then, what amount. But like, why would she not just be like, "Hey, yeah, it sounds good to me. I'm going to do that." Because she was Mrs. Righteous. Ah, uh, okay. And it was her duty to turn me in. Okay. So yeah, you you never feel as good as you've ever felt when they make an announcement during a feast because that's where everybody is. Is that when his shit hit the fan? Well, that's when they made the announcements that to please check all of your holy garments. Um, if if it's labeled with these three initials in this number, please bring them to the south <laughs> office for inspection. <laughs> oh my god! Did you just like shit your pants? I shit myself because I had no idea that was even coming. Oh my. <laughs> And I got taken aside after services and let known that any holy garments that came back, I would be spending the rest of my feast fixing them and fixing them correctly. Oh, my God. I I spent that entire feast fixing shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you remember how many there were? uh, There was a lot. I don't know. I don't even know if all of them were not. I mean, people were bringing their headscarves back going, it's not square anymore. Well, if you've had it for three years. Right, exactly. And you've washed it. it, It's not going to keep its square shape. And, oh, I fixed a lot of stuff. Oh, my God. I could just picture that feeling whenever, like, they announced the tag that you knew was yours. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like... Oh, what, my God. You had to, like, completely shit your pants. I did. It's like, you know, being in the store and there, you, you know your license plate number and they announce your car's on fire in the parking lot, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that that was that was probably the crappiest thing I had to do. I mean, it wasn't disgusting. And on top of it, I had volunteered to hand embroider... Um, and Der- I, I don't know how, the, I don't, I guess this was back before you could still do it. It was gold thread, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't have been linen because it was too early. It was back in the early nineties. Um, Ooh, they were mixing materials. I don't know. They could have claimed it was linen. I don't know, but I was good at embroidery. So I was supposed to embroider a matching um, men's kippa and a women's headscarf with real fancy gold embroidering on okay. them, and they were to be auctioned off. Okay. And I had just finished up the women's headscarf, and it had taken me a good eight eight or nine hours over two days to do right. just the, the border on that. And I went to snip the thread, and I snipped a tiny hole into the head covering. <gasps> no. Yes. Oh, my God. So at that point, I went, oh, shit. Because, of course, I got Talit's to fix. Come on. Right. You right know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I decided to work in a little extra thing on the corners. I was just going to say, couldn't you cover it up somehow with some thread? 
I was trying to do that, and another sister walked over and went, what are you doing? It's beautiful like it was. And then she went, you put a hole in it. And at that point, I'm going, fuck. And she goes, you know it can't have a hole in it. It has to be perfect. And I'm like, in my head, I'm screaming, shut "Shut up. up. Right. So, yeah, I actually spent my entire feast fixing things, and I had to do the out-of-towners first. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I spent quite a few days after the feast fixing in-towner stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> The look on your face right now. It wasn't fun. Oh, my God. And then, you know, then the punch in the stomach from realizing my friend turned me in because she's the right. only person... I told. Even, like, my my husband didn't know that I was doing something differently that I shouldn't have been. And, yeah, that's kind of like when you say hi to the person and wave, but you don't really talk to them anymore. Right. So, and I'm pretty sure she had to have known it was her that that's why they were reading my numbers over the microphone. Oh, my God. She was probably all happy. I mean, because wasn't that, like, part of your duty no. to turn somebody well, in? Yeah, if they're breaking the law, you're supposed to turn people in. And uh, it's just like uh, any place. Like, if there's a homeowner's association, there's always that little old lady walking around with a ruler checking how tall people's grass is. Right. It's November 1st, and she has a list of five names because someone still has a pumpkin on their porch from the night before. Right, you know? right. Uh, yeah, there were some people out there that would just look to turn... I mean... I went to my friend's house, and I she asked me to get the kids a snack. And I opened a refrigerator and pulled out the crisper drawer, and lo and behold, there's, like, shit ton of string cheese. Ooh. And, and I, I was, like, kind of shocked at first. When I, and, and, you know, she stiffened because I guess she realized. Oh, like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have that. Oh, uh, like the, oh, crap, I shouldn't have asked her to go get the kids right. a snack. Right, And I'm like, you realize you got all this string cheese in here. And she's like, oh, yeah, I just forgot to throw it out. Leave it there. And in my head, I'm going, well, wait a minute. We haven't been able to eat string cheese for, like, at least four or five months. She had three children. Right. That was a crap load of string cheese in there. Like, she had just gone shopping. and Were you like, can I have some? No, because I really thought she kind of forgot it was in there. But then I found the snack pack pudding on top of it. <laughs> and all I got out of her was, man, I really need to get in here and clean my my cop cabinets out, don't I? Hey. Sound, sounds like a good alibi, right? Uh, you know, th- the funny stories we swap now that we're out and both out. And she's like, oh, hell yeah. You know, I had stuff hidden all over the place. And, you know, here I am. I just happened to come across two of the five hiding spots of stuff that the kids, you know, snack on, but they're not allowed to have. Now, what would happen if the kids were like, yeah, that pudding I had yesterday was really good? They wouldn't say anything. They'd be told not to say anything. Okay, and they would... They, I mean, they would listen. You know how some kids, like, you know, like, don't say anything, and they're just like, yeah. Cult life is very different okay. life. Just imagine this, Laura. If you told your little best girlfriend that my mommy gave me pudding, and the very next day all your pudding was gone, and mommy's yelling at you that you will never That's have true. pudding again. Okay. Don't you think you'd learn your lesson? Gotcha. And, like, I mean, I feel so bad for the kids out there because they had to grow up a lot earlier than kids should have to grow up about how to act, what to do, what, you know, fearing people. I mean, my kids didn't even know how to play on a playground when we left there. Oh my God. That's because you had that rickety piece of crap. They were past that rickety piece of crap by the time we left, but 
kids didn't play tag at the cult because you're not supposed to touch people. Oh, geez. because you're transferring DNA and diseases oh, and uncleanliness. That's right. I thought you were going to say tag is like a god's name or something. That's right. You can't touch. No, people. you're not supposed to touch people. Right. We don't want little Johnny's DNA. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And it just you know yeah they didn't know how to play tag. Oh my god, that's so sad. They know a lot of stuff now. They do, but oh my god, could you imagine like? leaving and then going to a regular school and everyone's playing tag and you're like, what the hell is this? I tried to integrate them um, the few months before school started because we moved to town. I couldn't stay. My mother built a house on our property and it was like maybe a half a football field from the trailer that we lived in. Okay. And I couldn't stay there. It was a constant battle between me and Ken. Constant battle. And I ended up renting a house in town and I moved and my son, I had him tested and like he, he was going to second grade and he, the very first day of school, he threw up in the garbage can in the classroom because the nerves in his stomach were so bad because, oh my gosh, poor kid. School is evil. I had to make my kids lunch up until high school. Because they wouldn't eat the school lunch because when the kids were allowed to still go to school, they were, they, it came over the pulpit to not let your kids eat the school lunch. They're purposely poisoning your children. Oh my God. And of course the kids are in the sanctuary that are still going to school. They took school away right before Jess would have went to kindergarten. Okay. So he missed kindergarten first. He missed the first two years of school. But he found it very difficult because he had no idea what to do. And here's these kids that have been there since preschool, kindergarten, first right, grade. Right. You really should have your stuff together by second grade. Right, right. And know what you're doing academically and with homework. Socially, too. And socially. Right. And he really didn't have any of that. Um, I was lucky enough that uh, a friend of mine, hi, Turk, um, she homeschooled her children and she was awesome at it. She ended up getting out of the cult. Um, she has bachelor's degrees and stuff now, and she's just a really strong woman and does a lot of stuff for the community. But she was a really good teacher, and I actually would drop my son off there, and I would pay her to homeschool my kid with her three children. And Jesse at least had some socialization with a few other children and what a school... I mean, it was her living room, but it was set up like a school atmosphere. Okay, right. And they played games, but they did worksheets and coloring and other things. There was another lady that had a small school for the kids from the cult, but you had to pay a lot, and it was it was more like a daycare. Oh, okay. There wasn't a... And what teaching was going on was going on from the book you're reading from. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, a lot of teaching was that. In phonics. Hooked on phonics, don't forget. Oh, my God. Didn't you say they were using that like... Up till 12th grade. Hooked on phonics. If you need hooked on phonics in the 12th grade, something's not right. All I can tell you is I talked to a sister today that I'm really good friends with, and her sister is still there, last holdout of the family. Mom died there. It's just tragic. And this woman's been there for over 25 years, and she has seven or eight, nine kids, and they're all illiterate. So even oh, if this man. even if this woman wanted out, 
where she's going with all of these children that range in age from 20 on down to eight years old and they've never had other than oh the cult God. other than the cult they've never had a job i mean they, i'm sure they go out to the fields and work right. and stuff like slave labor that's what it's down to, slave I mean, it's labor. It's not a job. It's slave labor. Well, I'm I'm sure they tell them it's their job. Right. They're helping usher in the kingdom, and they're helping feed the masses and everything else. How do we get so way off course? We were talking about talits. I have no idea. But we were. We were talking about we ta- talits and how I screwed up. And zitzits and Dr. Seuss and... Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Do you have any more sweatshop stories? Uh, no. Can you think of any off the top of your head? No, just the fact that I just kept always trying to figure out a faster way to do it, and it just backfired. And then after I had to fix all that crap, I just had enough. And I don't think I touched my sewing machine since. I said, screw it. Oh, I don't it. blame you. I, th- I think I just said, screw it. I don't blame you. But I will post a picture of my, um, my, the back of my tag. Oh, that's right. We can post that. Right, because during the feast, you're allowed to spend your second tithe on holy garments and stuff, and a lot Mm -hmm. of people would go get... Because we sold different sizes, and I forget what the squares were, but the the biggest one was like $45 or $50, and it was huge. Headscarf. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So I made sure um, the girl found one in my size that I wanted that was my tag. Okay. Well, speaking of headscarves from this children's book, okay, um, it's saying that God has also provided ordained garments for the women to show their submission to the headship and authority that he has placed over the women. Got to be submissive. Always oh, be submissive. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Uh, let's see here. By giving women this symbol of authority, God is teaching women to have the same humility and submissive attitude towards their heads that's... That's why they're looking at the ground walking around now. They're just no, so that's submissive. Right. You said that. Oh my God. That well, it says here though, the holy women of old were holy because of their actions, acknowledging the head over them in God, and then submitting to that authority. Uh, let's see here. All women are to wear a headscarf while in the sanctuary, studying or praying. Younger girls should also wear a headscarf from so, the time you're born. So same thing like with the kippa with the boy. Yeah. The headscarf for the girl. On an infant, you just drape it over their head. Um, a lot of people would, for a baby and a toddler, they would get the bigger, like, I don't I, I don't even remember the square sizes, but I'm, look, I'm looking, doing this like they can see it. Right. But they make it like a do-rag to put on the baby's head. Oh, okay. As long as it's tied on the head, or like a bandana. You know how you tie a bandana right, on right. your head? Gotcha. A lot of people, because little baby girls have such fine hair. Right. It, even the clips wouldn't hold. So they would make like a bandana or a do-rag. I mean, they were kind of cute on the baby. Right. I didn't think they looked cute on me. No, the mean. I mean, they're cute, but like the meaning behind it really kind of sucks. Uh, there was one sister who went on vacation, and I guess she was trying to make it work with her elder husband, but they went to an amusement park, and all of the pictures that she posted to Facebook had her... And her daughters all with head coverings on, like bandana, like in do-rag style. And, you know, her sons and her husband didn't have those on. Didn't have Oh, their... they didn't have their keepers on? No. Oh, well, but they had to be submissive and wear their crap. That's what I was wondering was, well, I have to ask her. 
she doesn't she wasn't feeling well this week, so I, I wasn't. Ask her about that. Yeah. Then, uh, let's see, what else does it say? The law of submission is very important, which is why we must all give respect to our heads. Those who humbly submit to this law of headship will receive great re- great rewards from God. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So basically, you need to be submissive because that's what God wants you to do. You'll receive rewards, yada, yada, yada. Keep looking at the ground. Pretty much. All right. Would, would you like to wear one of my head coverings no. sometime to see what it feels like? No. I'll even show you how to pray and everything. No, that's good. That's, that's fine. It might help you out, you know, some, you know, sometime. No, that's fine. Oh, but you know what? I just, I don't know what made me think about this. What were those devil bells you have downstairs? Demon bells. Yeah. What are those? What did you do with those? The demon. You can post a picture of those. The demon bell. Well, at one point they were all into this demon shit. Okay. And the feast trailer that me and Kenny ended up with for 10 grand belonged to the elder who was casting out demons. You'd go to this trailer. Like an exorcist? Yes! They would have two elders lay hands on you and start praying and doing this and that, and they would be casting demons out of people. How did they decide who needed demons cast out? I don't rightly remember, but my sister-in-law at the time... um, I watched them cast the demons out of her, and it was it was interesting. She was doing like this wiggly thing. Look, I'm doing it again. I, yeah, exactly. Um, and she said she actually when I talked to her about it afterwards, she said she actually felt demons come out of her, and what? she felt so much lighter. What? Yes. Yes. And I, I, I what? Yeah. They were casting the demons out of her and oh sprinkling her with the stuff. Did, did she and... ask for that? Or did they say, hey, we think you have demons? I think her and her husband might have had, like, marital problems. I don't oh, know. Her, because of her with her demons. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. So what did they do with these old ding- dingle bells? <laughs> these, ones, these devil bells. They're, they're, what's it, um, demon bells. Okay. So they're used in their form of an exorcist. No, no. Demons don't like the sounds of bells. So if Oh, what else supposed to know this? So if there's demons lurking around and you're walking towards them and like the men had them on the bottoms of their tallies so that when they walk they go clink 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 clink. Get out. And the women So they were like little jingle bells. Yes. <laughs> They're only about like a quarter inch high. A quarter to a half inch high. So wait, 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 wait. So all the guys are walking around jingling? Well, the three that I have were meant for my headscarf because the they go on three so points of the headscarf. So everyone's walking around the cult jingling? Yes. Why have you never told me this? <laughs> never came out. Oh, my God. <coughs> so it's like just one big jingle. I even have one of them hippie bracelets that got oh all the little bell God. things on it. I specifically bought it at the flea market, and and you take a step, cha-ching, step, cha-ching, step, cha-ching. How did I not know? There was like all this jing. Oh, my God. Well, the three little bells for the women's headscarves went on the three corners, and demons- Like a jester. Yeah. And (laughs) I never thought about that. Like a freaking court jester. (sighs) I'm going to need another beer soon, Laura. Oh, my gosh. Apparently, demons don't like the sounds of bells, and they will flee in front of you if you are jingling them. Oh, my gosh. 
kind of like, I guess, a crucifix or, you know, some garlic. I don't know. Oh, my God. So Okay, so any demons that might be lurking around, once they hear those bells... They go running. They, okay. <laughs> they go running. Supposedly, they go running. I had a very, very good friend. Open that beer. Hold on. I had a very good friend who... I don't even know how she go, got roped into it. But they were casting the demons out of her in our feast trailer before it was ours at this elder's okay. trailer, okay? And she said that, like, they nothing was happening. And she's sitting there laughing, like, you know, in her head, thinking, I don't know what they expected out of me. Well, all of a sudden, because they put their, they when they lay their hands on you, they're on your, on, like, have their hands, like, on your... Ooh, I'm too close to the microphone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you I blew everyone's eardrums I, out. I leaned over to show Laura where I was putting the hand. Anyway, when they realized she wasn't like pretending like to have demons come out and stuff, because there's other people watching. Okay. She said that they simultaneously started putting more pressure around her trachea. And that started what? pressing in, because if you press on your trachea, it causes right. you to cough. Yeah. So when she started coughing, they pressed just a little bit harder, and they claimed that she was coughing up the demons. No, it's because you were strangling her. They were pressing on her trachea just enough to mm -hmm. irritate it. Oh, that just make that hurts just you talking about that. And and they're they're holding you down while they're doing this. So it's you know, and you're in a a flat back chair. So it's not like you just sitting there and they're doing it. They're they're doing it with oh my you God. sitting oh, a certain way. Oh, I just got the chills. That's so creepy. Yeah, but she, to this day, she says, I didn't have no damn demons in me. They were choking me. Yeah, no shit. But to everybody in the room, they're all cheering because they're driving the demons out of this woman. She was a very can't outspoken you, woman. Can't you just jingle the bells instead? Not if they're in you. Oh. You got to drive them out. They're they're, oh. they're they're like a cancer. They they get, they get their roots deep inside of you. Gotcha. And and the longer they've been in there, the more demony they are. Okay. So if they're just outside lurking around, the bells are good. Right. They're looking to get inside you. They're waiting for you to sin in order to How do they get inside you? I don't know, but you know how people say God bless you when you sneeze? Right. It was thought of in the old days that when you inhaled for that sneeze, you drew the demon in on that breath and he grabbed on while you sneezed and then people would say, God bless you. And then the demon would have to leave you before he could possess you. Oh, that's okay. why people say, God bless you. We weren't allowed to say God bless you at the cult because it's pagan. Right. Um, I have no idea about these demon things. They never, I'm surprised they didn't accuse me of having demons. <laughs> me too. <laughs> in all honesty, well, it's because you wore those Jingle Bell bracelets. Uh, it was an ankle bracelet. Ankle bracelet. Yes. I'll have to try and find one. Oh, my God. We have to post a picture of those little bells because you have them downstairs. They're downstairs. I yeah. never did sew them on. It was always one of those things I meant to do, but that was... Right. Never happened. Oh, my God. And speaking of the demons... <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, around 07 or 08, 2007, 2008, okay. they started the shadow of death. What? Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, what? Um, yeah. I, what is that? They weren't really sure. They were a child member at the time. They're looking into it for me. But they started sprinkling people with ashes and something else. Ashes from what? Uh, uh, a cigarette? 
I don't know if she spelled the word wrong or not. I don't know if it was ashes and lye soap or ashes and H-Y-S-S-O-P. Oh, I don't know how you pronounce it. It's hyssop or hyssop. Yeah. It's, it's like a herb. Okay, that's that's what they're sprinkling on these okay. people. Um, on your people and belongings to cleanse you of death. And she was telling me that um, if you didn't, for some reason, get cleansed in time or something, like you were late to the feast or late to services, okay. you got sent to another section of the sanctuary to sit with the lepers. Why? I don't know. Because you're, they se- you're late. They separate everybody. You didn't get sprinkled in time. Oh, good lord! You didn't get sprinkled in time, Laura. Oh well. So you gotta go. She said they separate everybody. They separate the men. They separate the women. They separate the clean. They separate the unclean. They ones se- with menstrual mass. They they separate them. They separate the people who haven't been sprinkled. They separate the elders' wives. They separate everybody. So like, is everyone sitting by themselves? I think you have little cluster groups. Oh my lord. Watch out for them chairs at the back of the sanctuary that say unclean till sunset with a date on it. Oh, my God. That magically get clean. Magically. Maybe they sprinkle it with water and stuff. Maybe. They could. You never know. I. What else do you have in there? Anything? Um, I did find a picture of their rocket, which I thought was... Oh, my God. We just posted that today. It's comical. It's cartoonish. It literally... It looks like a giant firecracker. It's like something that a first grader would draw. Like if you said, you know, hey, draw me a rocket. That's pretty much what they would draw. Or on a smaller scale, what a first grader would make for the science fair. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is. It's just it literally... <laughs> it's pathetic. And they oh have this big-ass sword stuck in the top of it. Oh my gosh, we have it on Facebook and we also have it on Instagram. So if you guys have not seen it yet, make sure you go on to look at an this. Ex, it is hysterical. An ex-member wanted the entire picture to look at because I had to crop everything out. Okay? Right. And I sent it to a couple of ex-members and they were like, oh my gosh, look at all of the crosses in the picture down to that sword at the top is it a cross. A cross. Right. That's a big no-no for the cult. Right, yeah, cult, yeah. There's no crosses allowed in the cult. Right, so it's pagan. So why do they have a cross on top? I mean, are they trying to show that the nuclear thing is pagan by having a... Ooh, maybe, who knows? Are they trying to stab the nuclear thing to kill it? Maybe they're just too dumb to even realize what it is. I don't know, but... Um, like I said, a couple of people asked me for the whole picture. They wanted to see what the compound looked like now. And... Quite a few people told me that they have turned the sanctuary grounds. They're turning, like I told you, they, they acquired all this land around it, right? Right. <clears throat> um, when this person left in 2009, they were turning it into a farm that's supposed to be self-sustaining. Okay. Everything is supposed to be self-sustaining down to animals, I guess the food, the water. And let's see... So, yeah, so just like a cult. They have, um, they've updated the cafeteria. It's a huge-ass cafeteria and dining area. Get this, Laura. This might this might sell you on the cult. Um, for the women, uh-huh. they have their own salon and their own boutique to go to now. Do they give massages? I'm not sure. I could try and find out, but come on. Is it got... like full service? It's a boutique. Oh. And I think it's a hair salon. 
Well, hair salons give massages and manicures and pedicures. I like scalp massages. Those feel so good. Those feel really good. Those feel really good. But yeah, you you could go to the boutique and the salon. See if you can get me like one of those um, price lists from the salon. How Uh, funny would that be? Oh, and they're they're still making improvements because they want to become a self-sustained community. Okay. And not only that, I have to do my research on this, but once you own so many acres, you can proclaim yourself a town. What? Yeah. You can proclaim yourself a town. So they're going to be their own town. I think that's what they're working on. I got to do my research oh, on it geez. with their own government and everything else. Maybe little man will be mayor. Oh God. No, he would make himself dictator. Oh, mayor. What was it? Mayor hangy balls. <laughs> Dic- hang- dictator hangy balls. <laughs> dictator. Oh my God. Uh, they have a, not only did the men get a new men's only store. You know what else they got? What? They got brand new public shower rooms. They no (gasps) longer had to share the same building with the nasty women. No. Yes. See, the public showers and bathrooms. No, this is for feasts. Yes. Okay. Um, Well, yeah, for feasts. It was one big, long, huge brick building and you for the each side, one side was men's and one was women's. Okay. You would go in through one door and you'd go past the shower stalls to the bathrooms to the sinks and out another door to keep traffic flowing okay and um i guess they decided that men couldn't even share the same building with the women so we don't want that and you know they couldn't give the women a new shower building too no we'll just give the women the old one and build the men one a nice of course one of course a nice new one of course yeah Why, why would they give the women anything that's what I'm wondering. So, oh, and you know what I find funny, Laura? Hmm. Uh, little man has always preached that the word church means whorehouse. Church means whorehouse. Church means whorehouse. And okay. and you were not allowed to point out that they were, what is it, a 503C, which is a church? Uh, yeah, something like that, yeah. Whatever they are for. So they're not paying taxes. No, they don't pay oh, taxes. Oh, get out. You didn't know that? I don't know if I did or not. They're, I don't think I did. They're a religious cult. They ain't paying tax shit. They ain't paying jack shit on tax on nothing. I'm like speechless here. Why did I like not? I have no idea. But just think about oh everything that God. they're selling. Holy feast registrations, crap. the supplements and the cleanses you're supposed to be doing, the holy garments. By the just everything, they're gonna suck you dry. Oh my gosh. All those tithes? Oh, 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 oh. I found out why little man got off on all of those charges of polygamous marriage and child labor laws. Oh, why did he? I have to pull up my photos right now. Is this a, an email you got? or? Uh, this is some stuff that I talked to some people. Hold on. And this is... Go, wait, you said this was going back to. The- I can't find I can't find the, the screenshot, but they they he had to change a venue. The change what do you of, mean? because his attorney applied for a change of venue, which means he felt that his client could not get a fair trial in that town because everybody oh. is prejudiced against the cult. Gotcha. And I said before, this place is, you have to travel three hours, north, south, east, or west, to get to a town that's any bigger than a tumbleweed. Okay. 
And so here we are moving the venue three hours. Okay. And they're located in a, the 44, the 40 acres are located in a very poor County. And because he had the venue moved, all of the witnesses couldn't afford to go and testify. No. And the county oh, man. And the county was too poor to have transportation and put them in a hotel for the night. Get out. That's why. That's why. That's why he got most of the charges dropped because everybody couldn't get there to testify because he moved the venue three hours away. His, his attorney did. What a piece of shit. Yep. Hey, hey you know what? Kudos to, you know, the attorney for being tactical that he's paid to keep his, his client out of jail. Oh and that's exactly God. what he did by dirty means. Wow. By dirty means. Wow. I mean, it's really not dirty means if you can't get a fair trial, but well, he was, knew he was going to lose. It was legal. I mean, what he did was unfortunately legal. He he made it so that the people that were going to testify couldn't, couldn't afford couldn't afford to get there to freaking testify. Oh my god, little man, you were the lowest of the low dangly balls, just, little just man. Like your balls. Dangly balls. Oh <laughs> god, you will forever be dangly balls. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm just picturing him sitting there on the toilet. I'm sorry. There's little dangly balls. Oh, and the Pope approved. Apparently, it's in his own um, news article that he writes. He has a magazine and a newsletter. Oh, It's good. in one of those. If you look up the cult name and Pope approved, you can pull it up and read all about okay. it. So the Pope approves of the cult. In, in, well, that was last week. And remember I said I didn't know what the article, what article right. it was in? Right. It's in the cult's own magazine that the Pope approves them. Oh, cool. So, right. yeah. So, do we actually know if the Pope approves of them or not? Who knows? I'm pretty sure the Pope doesn't even know they exist. Just just saying. He might. Uh, he might. I'd, play, I'd you know, put a wager on the fact he doesn't. And somebody asked the specific question of what's going to happen when little man dies. Oh, good question. Um, nobody's really quite sure. We all have our own theories, thoughts, and pretty much ideas. But an ex-member did contact me, and here is his thoughts, okay? Okay. He says, there are two specific elders that are his right-hand men. I would expect a lie to be told to the congregation about how his work will continue through then, but the whole basis of the religion is that the second of the, of the two witnesses will usher in the kingdom of God and after the biblical tribulation. If he dies, you'd be a fool to believe anything else that comes from their mouths. I'm sure a lot of people will leave when he does pass away, but the diehards have nowhere else to go and have burned all of their bridges, so they will stay until they die, deceiving innocent people and perpetuating the grief. Humans, such wonderful animals. Yeah, no kidding. But that's what people think is going to go on. They're going to try and make it so that, you know, people aren't going to be leaving. And Yeah, they'll make some crazy shit up. Yeah. I mean, they, they do it all the time now with other things. Why not they make, make it up? They make a lot of stuff up. Get a new 
hangy ball guy. New hangy ball guy. Oh, and um, I found some really nifty pictures that I've been showing you. Um, I found one that I... They must be the Rainbow Coalition now because they're wearing these sashes that are the rainbow colors. They look like the Rainbow Pride group. Oh, sure as hell isn't for pride. Well, I showed it to you. <laughs> you know, who knows what they're incorporating in. They're incorporating in everything else on this stuff. You know what I mean? That or they were just like, hey, this rainbow's really cool. Let's charge money for it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, they have to know it's part of the uh, of the pride movement for no, crying out loud. No, they don't. Their pride is like, yeah, it's a cool rainbow. We can get some money out of the people. Okay, is that what you think? That's what I'm going. That's with. your official answer. That's my official answer because it is not for pride. Well, there is no way with what you have said about these people. There's well, no way. Well, somebody did tell me that um, it was discussed about women being together. It was okay. Yeah, just because the guys want to see it, though. Well, but if you're in the same family, you're not spreading diseases. So no. I don't know if they're accepting it now just because. Who knows? Who the hell knows? <laughs> They'll probably change their minds tomorrow anyway. I have no idea. But um, I think that's about all the time that we have today. I think so. So are we ready to get into our... Um... Promo? Well, yeah, I was like, God, I just totally lost track of what the word was. Promo. Oh, yeah. Promo, <laughs> promo. <laughs> this is for another Pittsburgh podcast called In Poor Taste. Um, it says, Eric and Sean meet twice a month in a pod floating down the Monongahela River to record distaste for one person to listen to. Do they do it in the winter? I don't know. We'll have to ask It them. would be frozen. I don't know. It's 25 minutes of goofs, five minutes of commercials, 25 minutes of goofs again. They have recurring characters, sketches, segments, and guests. Oh, kind of like a Saturday Night Live on a podcast. Floating down the river. It, on a tiki boat? Oh, I don't think they're on the tiki boat. Oh. I don't think so. That would be so cool. We should do that sometime. We should do the tiki boat. That would be amazing. Anyway, guys, uh, keep sending us your questions. I'm still and trying Kool-Aid to... recipes. And Kool-Aid recipes. And I'm trying to get through that damn nonprofit book. And I'm eating that elephant, guys. <laughs> eating that damn elephant all right anyway um till next time i guess we'll talk to you next week yeah. this is deb and i'm laura talk to you later bye. bye i'm don wrinkle and everybody's got a podcast and if you're gonna listen to one import taste is the way to go because it's very greasy this is bill lawyerson to tell you that import taste is the podcast you should listen to if you want to get sued Boom, big Jim. Here to say, if you listen to In Poor Taste, huh? Guess we'll give you a Christmas handy. It's In Poor Taste. It's definitely not a comedy podcast. And it's definitely not educational. And it's definitely Australian. Stop, Stop asking. asking! Hello, I'm a Giorgio Casadoro, and this is my brother. Fativa. Come on down, In Poor Taste. We're taking back and polish your jewels. That's us. South Hills, Pittsburgh. Born and raised. Listen to Import Taste on the Podsberg Network, www.podsberg.com slash Import Taste for all of your edutainmentional podcast needs. If you guys sit there, we'll pod.